Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, uh, there isn't much to discuss right now in the sports calendar because, well, there's not a lot going on. Now, for some people, they want to talk about Damian Lillard. I have absolutely zero interest to talk about that. I'm not interested in talking about any free agency moves because these things are not just, they're just not interesting, right? They're not interesting. So you can see this in the, you know, in the sports cycle. So yesterday, I came across a segment of Stephen A. Smith's show. This was around 3 a.m. in the morning my time. <clears throat> and it was about this 20-minute show. And I was like, okay, Stephen A. Smith seems to be pretty fired up because it had something to do with him kind of addressing uh, some of the critics of ESPN. So I clicked on the show. And as a matter of fact, there were so many different items to cover that we're going to be covering um, different things. Uh, throughout today, we have a lot of shows dropping. But again, if you want the full show, go to the Dreamers Pro podcast. That's going to be linked. Uh, it's going to be in the pinned comments, first comment pinned in the, in the comment section. But anyway, <clears throat> he was talking about a litany of things. Now, Stephen A. Smith in this particular show um, seemed to be on vacation, which seems counterintuitive because if you're on vacation, I don't know why you'd be working. If I'm on vacation, yeah, y'all ain't going to see me. <laughs> y'all are not, not, unless it's some breaking news, but I'm not going to be on vacation. Like I had something on my chest I need to discuss with you guys. No, no, no. If, if I'm on vacay, I'm on vacay. So anyway, he comes off vacation and apparently what had happened was I think Stephen A. Smith had been hearing the chatter uh, that's been out there about some of the things that people have been saying about ESPN and you know, especially around the firings and, uh, and all of that. So in this particular segment <clears throat> that we want to focus focus on today, Stephen A. Smith was essentially keying in on some comments that Dan Lebertard, who used to have the Dan, Dan Lebertard show with his father and others at ESPN, he was keying in on some comments that Dan Lebertard had been making about his time working at ESPN and basically saying he's happy that he got out when he did. Well, apparently, these comments rubbed Stephen A. Smith in the, in, the, in the wrong way, and he took it upon himself to publicly address Dan Lebertard for the things that he had to say about ESPN. So what we want to do is we want to play exactly what Stephen A. Smith had to say. It was pretty fiery, so we want you guys to listen to it in its entirety. And then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. See, I got this, 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 this little agitation that swells up inside of me when I see people talking about the network, particularly people who used to work there. Because if you notice something about me, I will come to my own defense all day, every day. You come at me, I'll come right back at you at my discretion. But what I won't do is constantly lament an employer that was once good enough for me to take money from. That's BS. It really, really is. I'm listening to Dan Levitar, and I guess that it was some, 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 
some show from the other day because obviously it was in the aftermath of the layoffs and, and, and you know, a sad, sad day. The, 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 the worst day in the history of ESPN and all of this stuff because of the layoffs. Of course, it was a bad day. Of course, that's not something you celebrate. Of course, you take no joy in folks losing their jobs. I know that. And as I will, I will remind this audience. As sad as I am and as wishful as I am that every single one of those folks land on their feet and ultimately recapture a prosperous career that they had at ESPN, that they do it somewhere else. I will remind everybody they're casualties of a layoff. Because ESPN lost about $5.5 billion. The parks and in theaters, not the situation in Florida with Governor DeSantis and the don't say gay policy or so what was labeled that. That ain't the reason. Contrary to what y'all want to believe. See, y'all talking emotion. I have facts. That is not true. Parks, movie theaters and sporting events disappearing. It's a lot of money to make up for. That's what happened. But y'all talk about, oh my Lord, I'm looking El uh yeah, Hassan. Hassan, rather, I'm sorry, sorry to mess up your name, Elamine. You know that. Got love and respect for you. He on the Dan Levitard show. And he's talking too. And I'm looking at Dan Levitard, and I'm still disgusted. Still disgusted, even though Dan Levitard is my friend. And I love him. But I'm still disgusted about how he came at me with that question on his damn show. You and I, I hate what you and Skip Bayless have done to sports like his ass has been doing accounting. Did you have highly questionable? Was our daddy on the show with us? That was you. You. By the way, I love Mr. Levitard. Papa De Levitard. No shade on him either. Please don't take this that way. That's not what I mean by that. I'm talking about your comfort. You was on the show just looking at your father saying hi and giving them a hug and a kiss. You were debating. That's what you were doing. It amazes me how somebody like a Dan Levitar will sit up there and lament the state of affairs in an industry you are participating in. You sitting on the air, I don't know how long ago it was, with Jamel Hill talking about how, you know what? You know, you, you, you know, it, it, it's a great, great thing you left. Really? Okay. Probably is. Cause I know you're gifted at what you do and you're a great person. You know, I love you, but I'm getting on Dan Levitard about this a little bit. Why is ESPN always a topic of discussion like this? And why are folks coming off like we're losing? Subscribers have diminished. We're in 72 million homes now, not the 90 plus million or even 100 million that we were years ago. Do you have any idea how dominant ESPN in the sports landscape? We're number one. No one's close. No one's close. Subscribers have dipped because we have a younger generation with the advent of social media and the digital stratosphere, and they found different options other than linear television to watch a product. It's very simple. Dan Lebertard is one of the most brilliant people you will ever meet. He knows this. What you b***ing for? So you heard what he had to say. First of all, let me commend Stephen A. Smith for this one thing.
I like the fact that he put a name on it. I like the fact that he put a name on it. What I've noticed in the sports media arena, and I've said this before, and I'm going to reiterate the point again, is that for whatever reason, people that cover sports or talk about sports for whatever reason, they seem not to mention each other. It's like an unspoken rule. Like, okay, we're not just going to say each other's names. To me, I like that he called these. I, I like that he directed the comments uh, at the person he was talking about. Now, obviously, I think the reason that Stephen A. Smith called him out was because he believed that there's somebody. That this is a person on the same wavelength. I don't think if he was talking about somebody that had a very, very, very small audience, he would address them by name to give them that that attention. But Dan Lebertard used to work at ESPN. He is well known, etc., etc., etc. So let's 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 get to his comments. Essentially. Stephen A. Smith seemed to be annoyed at the fact that he was down, uh, what is it, bad-mouthing uh, a company that he used to work at. And he said, if ESPN was so bad, why did you stay all of these years? Now, that is a very good question, and I think that's a fair question. If it was so bad, why were you there all these years? It's a very, very good question, to be totally honest with you. If it was so bad, you had no issues taking their money. Now, this isn't the first time that Dan Lebetard, <clears throat> who is, I think, sponsored by a uh, sports books, it's not DraftKings, is um, I can't remember the, the 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 company, whatever. But anyway, this is not the first time that they've had kind of a back and forth because a few months ago, Stephen A. Smith actually went on the Dan Lebetard show where Dan Lebetard directly to his face said, "I don't like what you and Skip Bayless." have done to sports media. That's essentially what he was referring to. So when he said, when you, when you had you guys up there debating and all of that stuff, what do you think you guys were doing? And I think that Stephen A. Smith essentially is trying to call out the hypocrisy. I think that he was sitting back and listening to what a lot of these people are saying, and he felt the need to, you know, to respond to him. Uh, and he called him out by name. Now, he did try to cushion it with a bit of love, like, you know, he's my friend, I like him, blah, 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 whatever. But he still called him out. Right. And I think that Stephen A. Smith is now on the offensive. I think he notices a lot of the things that are being said about ESPN. And I think he wants to come to defense of essentially his employer. Right. So to me, it was pretty interesting. The most surprising part was that he actually called out a former colleague of his by name. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Today, we're going to be talking about that damn Nick Wright, man. We're going to be talking about that damn Nick Wright. But in this particular case, it's not just Nick Wright. We're talking about Rich Paul. Now, you guys know that Rich Paul, CEO of Clutch Sports, agent of LeBron James. We all know who, we, we all know who uh, Rich Paul is. So recently, Rich Paul went out there and made some statements, and he was talking about a conversation that he has in jest with LeBron, where he essentially said, hey, you know, LeBron, if you, you say I'm joking with him because they're friends, obviously, he says, if you ever lose your athleticism, then you'll turn into Karl Malone. And I thought that was extremely disrespectful because they're making it seem like Karl Malone was just some dude. Now, how, how was I made aware of this content, this, 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 this comment? Just going through the internet and a video was referred to me and it was from a segment from First Things First with uh, uh, Wiles, uh, Chris Broussard, and uh, Nick Wright. And they were reacting to the comments that he said. So when it came time to kind of react to what Rich Paul had to say, Nick Wright, who is represented by Clutch Sports, if you guys don't know, he is. Um, he took it upon himself to say, oh, no, 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 no. I think that the fact that they even he even said that, that if LeBron loses his athleticism, he'll be Carl Malone. He said that that would be, that's even disrespectful to LeBron James. 
And when Chris Broussard got a hold of Nick Wright, he absolutely demolished him. So what we want to do is want to play exactly uh, what Nick Wright and Chris Broussard had to say in this fiery exchange, because I thought it was fantastic. And then we want to come back and react to this comments. Take, just, 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 just take a listen to this. Take a listen to that. This is a little insulting to LeBron. Okay. It's Wait, a little insulting. Insult him a little bit, Rich Paul. And here's why. Not and to Malone. So, no, not to Malone. Carl Malone is, I think most people would consider, without a doubt, one of the 25 greatest ever, and probably in the top 20, ekes in. But it's getting harder and harder, as you know what I mean? A lot of people put Jokic in the top 20 people. Whenever you put someone in, someone falls out. So I also don't think it's fair to do entire career comps or things like this because Malone did play. You know, we saw the very end of Malone. So here's what I've done here. I would like to show you a blind reveal, oh. and I will give you a hint. Hold on. I will. T- this a is a, we can reveals. show it to you, but here is what is useful. It is. Can we? If we can put it up. It is two years for both players. It is Carl Malone's two MVP seasons, so arguably his best two seasons, and it is LeBron's last two seasons, arguably the worst LeBron. Yeah, he is a better rebounder, and that's it. And so it is hard to find Brew. It is hard to find the comps because mag- we didn't see old Magic. We don't know what he would have well, turned for into. About we 16, saw for yeah, eight, but that wasn't fair. He had been that was old right, after a four-year right. layoff. We didn't see old Larry really because he didn't. His career didn't go on as long because his back went out on him. We saw old Michael, but that was again after a long layoff. So it's not. We haven't found the right guy, the most similar to LeBron. He probably was it. Except for Malone. And the point that I am making is old LeBron. You're 19 and you're 20 LeBron. Don't don't say it. Wait a minute, bro. Hold on a second. How how can I? What, what do you not want me to say? That, that all LeBron is as impactful as MVP Carl Malone? Yeah, that's what I, I will say. Oh I will gosh. say that. Bro, you're arguing. What is the argument just against it? it? Here's the argument yeah. against it. You can't just throw up a bunch of numbers okay, and test. say a guy is good. I test. He was going to win the scoring title. LeBron is not nearly the defender right now that Carl Malone was as an MVP. Okay. LeBron is obviously not the rebounder, as you well, said. One off. He doesn't have the impact. Hold on. LeBron and John Stockton uh-huh. would not have gotten to the finals twice oh, like Carl well, Malone did. Okay. And here's the other thing. The scoring in those years was much lower. Okay. Well, That's why you okay. can't just throw up a bunch of numbers so of all, and say, oh, he's just oh, as good. No, no, and no. Not, not just with Malone and LeBron. With players from different eras, I, you can't just I, do I that. Know you, I know you can't just do that, but it is there is some contextualizing that has to be done. But you can't totally overlook. You can say that Malone's defense is far better. I don't think Malone's defense, his second MVP year, was far better than what LeBron did this year, but that's fine. His second MVP year was, for the record, 99. Not, they didn't go to the finals that year. Right. That was the, the lockout year. But set that aside. And totally disregard that it is a 10-7 round in playmaking and passing. That it oh, is. That's fine. Well, that's a massive part of impact on a game. And I. How I, much impact does LeBron did LeBron have this past year? He's team, he scored know, 40 player. in Game Four, and they got swept. Yeah, bro, you you say that as if that is an indictment on him. It is just that so, is, and you know how great I think LeBron mm-hmm. is. It is so disrespectful what? to say this LeBron James we just watched. 
is as good as Carl Malone is as an MVP. So, and that, like I said, you can't just put, throw numbers. How many points were teams scoring back then compared to what they're scoring now? Josh, get okay. On well, it. I mean, no. So that was the Not late, a lot. late '90s was like the nadir of scoring in the league. So you are correct on that front. But do you? Do you think there is a huge gap? It's a gap. It's a much better gap than those the, stats suggest. Okay, well, again, it, wild, I mean, you can't just wild, throw up stats. Listen, bro, Let's just throw I'm, up Wilt and say Wilt's the GOAT then. I mean, if we want to do some blind reveals, the, no, let's just listen, do that. Listen, I tried to be as fair as I could be. I took Malone's best two seasons, and I took LeBron's last two seasons. But you're, and you're relying numbers. only on stats. No, I'm not. No, no, no. It is not just about listen, stats, bro, Nick, I, especially when you're comparing oh, errors. Hold on a second here. I am not relying just on stats. You are! No, that is a part of the argument. I can't put on the screen my feelings, emotions, thoughts. We're doing that. Also, Wilds, mm -hmm. I thought Brew was a facts guy. I mean, so I tried to bring some I facts. I am a facts guy. I brand. Did you bring <laughs> what guys were, did you bring what teams were scoring Gosh, in those that I, time? Again, I said it. I don't know. I do not have the per game numbers. Because when they were playing the Bulls in the finals, I know. They, they were scoring about 80 to 90 points. Correct. Now yeah. they're scoring 120 no, no, no. points. And so you heard what they had to say. The moment I heard this, I posted on the community yesterday and I said, Rich Paul said if LeBron. Loses athleticism, he will be Carl Malone. He should have said Ben Simmons. How about that? And LeBron fans wonder why they annoy people. They are always trashing other stars to elevate him. They trash all-time greats and his teammates. It's his fans, I swear. And Nick Wright of Clutch Sports was grinning like an oaf. The man compared year 20 LeBron to MVP Carl Malone using stats. But let this had been someone saying something about LeBron, he would have burst into tears. Now, some of you guys may laugh about the burst into tears part. Here's the fact about here's the fact about the matter. Not all LeBron fans, but a good majority of them be twerking it up all over the place, knocking over people's drinks, knocking us down to the floor. They just can't help the jubilation that they feel whenever LeBron James topics come up in the room. Then they take it to some next level weirdo stuff. These dudes be watching you talk. Yo, what's up with sons? What? Look at his eyes. Look at his hairline. Look at look at his look at his mustache. What you be doing? Looking at my lips when I talk? Seriously, we have ladies that watch this channel. I don't be hearing none of them talking about that. So why are you talking? You talking about look at his hairline? Ask your moms how my hairline look. Ask your mom. Play the video for your moms and be like, yo, moms, what you think about this dude? How you think he look? And see what she say. This is what they do. Whenever you debate with these people or you converse with these people, they resort to personal attacks. This is their only, because they can't control their emotions. They can't keep it in bounds. So they start going to emotional, they start taking personal attacks, they say outlandish. This is what they do. This is what they do. This is what they do. And they they they, they just can't help it. In the case of Nick Wright and uh and 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 uh Chris Broussard, this is not the first time Nick Wright has done, done this. It's not. He's put up a lot of ridiculous graphics that have absolutely zero context. Zero context context if you look at those two numbers you'd be like it's the same really was it the same was it the same did you witness last year what happened before they got those trades what happened Carl Malone and those dudes were playing who against and he made up a very good point he said but wait a minute are you telling me if LeBron James played with Carl uh, with with uh with uh, uh um John Stockton they would have gone to the NBA finals you notice he didn't say nothing but this is what they do they always got to trash somebody in the process. They always do.
When LeBron joined the Lakers, what did they do? They made it, they made it their business. Okay, now we got to go against Kobe. That's, the, that's, what they, that's, what, that's what these dudes do. Now, all of a sudden, they want to be, they want to put LeBron in the top five Lakers of all time. And if you push back and say, this is absolutely ridiculous, they say you're a hater. They say you're a hater. So hold up. We're going to put LeBron ahead of Pau Gasol? No, no, wait. LeBron did more for the Lakers than Pau Gasol? LeBron did more for the Lakers than Pau Gasol. He did more for the Lakers than Jerry West. He did more for the Lakers than Shaq. You dudes are dweebs. Dweebs. And you cannot be from Phoenix. You cannot be from San Francisco using the word dweebs or bozo. That's New York lingo, my G. That is not what they say in Phoenix, Arizona, or in San Francisco. No disrespect to the Bay because they got their own lingo. And you got dudes running around here trying to use all that. Yo, he's a dweeb. He's a bull. That's what they say in New York. You're not from there. Stop biting me like a shark. Get off of me. Get off of me. You dudes be running around, jumping on my back. Get off of me. Go get you a lady or something. Go do something. You watch my content, then run around and use my lingo and be like, you used it. That's all they do. Twerk it up all over the place. Disrespecting everybody's stars. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Yesterday, <clears throat> I was up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I was kind of going through uh, the internet, and I was getting ready to go to bed, and I came across a show that was recommended to me from Stephen A. Smith's podcast. And in this particular segment, it was about a 24-minute video of him essentially going on a tirade and coming to the defense of ESPN. Now, let me just hip some people to what's been happening. If you guys don't know, uh, ESPN just recently had 20 layoffs, and a lot of them were some of, of some high-profile people, you know, um, front-facing talent at the network. You had uh, Max Kellerman, you had Jalen Rose, you had um, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, you had a few others that I can't remember, but they got rid of some pretty high-profile uh, names there. So a lot of people were discussing this. A lot of people like Clay Travis and others. So I think some of Stephen A. Smith's comments that we're going to allude to get to a little bit here, a little bit later today, I think some of his comments were aimed towards him, although him and Clay Travis have actually sat down and had a conversation. But anyway, <clears throat> we know some of the things that's been happening. You know, uh, they said they did it to court cutting, uh, essentially, that they lost $5.5 billion, if I'm not mistaken, from some other uh, divisions of their business. In this, in this case, we're referring to uh, to Disney, we also heard about the, the the rapid dip in subscribers. I mean, they lost what 30, 30 million uh, subscribers for, to ESPN since two thousand eleven. That's a pretty significant drop. That means you're losing, I don't know, three million a year, probably something like that. Three million um, subscription a year. <clears throat> so there was that, uh, and some other things. Right? People have been discussing this a lot. So yesterday, Stephen A. Smith decided to come off a of vacation to come on the Stephen A. Smith podcast, the one that he always tells us that he owns. And he came out uh, to essentially address all of the chatter out there from people that feel like maybe ESPN is going to fail, maybe that feel like ESPN is on a downward spiral, that they're not going to be around, they're not going to be relevant uh, in the next 10 years. And he absolutely went to town. And he basically issued a, pub a, a, a public dec declaration of war that he is ready and they are ready to shut down any company that feels like they're going to be competing with them moving into the future. So what we want to do is we want to play exactly what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. It was very lengthy. I want you guys to listen to it in its entirety so you have context when, I, when we come back in the second half. So we're going to play that for you now and then we'll come back and react to this comment. Take a listen to that. But the facts alter 
or at least give me cause to pause for a second. Let me give you some of these numbers, y'all. Because naturally, being at ESPN, I can simply call up stats and numbers. Do y'all care to hear any of them? I mean, does it matter to y'all? Does it matter to any of y'all? ESPN Digital remained number one in sports category with 103.5 million unique visitors. ESPN Digital achieved its best May ever by unique visitors, surpassing its next competitor by a record-breaking margin of 39.8 million. The runner-up would be Yahoo Sports, who's pretty damn good, by the way. CBS is behind that. Bleacher Report is behind that. Sports Illustrated is behind that. Minute Media, the Players' Tribune, is behind that. STN Video is behind that. USA Today Sports Media Group is behind that. Whistle Network is behind that. Major League Baseball is behind that. What y'all talking to us like we losing for? And I say we because that's my day job. What y'all think y'all doing? I'm just tired of listening to folks bantering back and forth and acting like, listen, it's hard times, it's hard times, it's hard times. I mean, what has happened to the worldwide leader? What has happened to ESPN? Business has happened. May 13, May, I'm sorry, of 2003, ESPN laid off 400 staffers. Where were y'all then? Oh, you were employed by ESPN. November 2015, ESPN laid off 300 staffers. Where were you then? Oh, you were employed by ESPN. April 2017, 100 on-air talent was laid off. What was the number the other day, fellas? 20. 100 were laid off in 2017. 100. November 2017, 150 staffers. Six months later, 150 staffers laid off. November 2020, 300 staffers laid off. Let me do my math here. 800, 1100. 1,250 folks have been laid off by ESPN since May of 2013. No one was surprised. Because when you're represented by a company like Disney and you have stockholders and shareholders to answer to, and you have budgets that you have to meet, and the mandate is that you lost $5.5 billion dollars This is what comes with it. So you have to make sure you transition yourself into being a liability or an asset. You have to make a distinction between the two because just coming to work every day and doing your job, no matter how great you are. Folks are going to look at the numbers. That's why I came on the end. I told you I could be next. What I meant by that is if my ratings drop, I could be next. If my subscribers wasn't growing by the thousands each day, would I have this podcast?
When you see people successful, why do we deem them successful? Because they generate revenue, not lose it. What do you think going to happen to Dan Levitard's podcast if he ain't generating any numbers? What if Dan Levitard walked in tomorrow and said, I can't pay y'all. I'm not making any money. We're losing money. Because we got stockholders and shareholders to answer to. Is he going to be the devil? Y'all are something else. Y'all are something else. So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say there. He went off. Uh, he didn't hold. He didn't hold back, and um, he was pretty brazen. He was pretty pretty in your face about it. Uh, he 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 wasn't backing down, and you saw that he was calling out different companies by name, saying we did better than this company, we did better than that company, we better than this company, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously, um, you know he started listing some of the stats and figures that ESPN currently holds. He also gave the number of the amount of employees that they let go over the last I don't know twenty years. And I think the number he mentioned was over a thousand five hundred or four hundred or something like that. So he mentioned that number as well. Uh, but he also mentioned how successful they were. He also said that, listen, um, these guys are not going away. They're not going anywhere. Now, what are my thoughts about this? Number one, <clears throat> there's some things that he said that are true. And there's some things that he said that uh, I'm going to have to push back on. Number one is ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. Absolutely. There's no question about it. They're the number one sports media company in the world. Right. So that's at least in the United States. That is 100 percent true. He was 100 percent telling the truth. Secondly, some of the data points that he put out there, I'm going to assume that they were true. I don't think he would go up there and start spewing falsehoods all over the table there. So I think that was true as well. Now, the other part about <clears throat> they're going to be here forever. Um, there is no one competing with them. There is no competition. That's not true. Here's the reason why it's not true. First of all, if it were true. You wouldn't need to, if it were true, if, if, yeah, if it were true, if it wasn't true, excuse me, you wouldn't need to address it. Who addresses falsehoods, right? It's like the joker that said, I live in a hut. Okay, come to my house and see my hut that I, <laughs> that I live in, right? You don't, you don't address those type of things. But um, him addressing it means that there's some validity to it, number one. Number two, people are privy to the public information. The fact that ESPN lost roughly three, three million subscribers per year over a 10 year window, that is a real number. It's not made up. It's not that nobody forged it or nothing like that. That is a made up. I mean, that, that is a real stat. That is truth. That is the truth. Um, the fact that, you know, there's this advent of independent creators that are really eating into the market share is absolutely true as well. Now, the reason the effect may not be um, uh, uh, is why, like, is is um, profound as you may think it, it is, is because it's still new. It's still new. Uh, picture this for a second. YouTube was uh, created in 2005. So YouTube has been around for what? Less than 20 years. A lot of these people that you see that are getting a lot of views and all of this stuff, these guys have only been on YouTube really for about 10 years, right? They haven't been there for a long time. Comparing the people that have been on TV and you look at how long these guys have been on TV and how long ESPN and these companies have been, they've been around for decades, literally decades, going back to the 90s and like decades, right? So they have years and years and years and years of a head start. Now, if you're telling me or if you're saying you're going to give these independent creators all of these different sources another 10 years or 20 years, 
of time to put in the work, you better believe the numbers that you see today are not going to be the numbers you're going to see 10 years from now. It's not going to, it's just not going to, it's not going to be the reality. Number three, if what he was saying were true that, oh, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, uh, what is it? These guys don't really pose a real threat and all of that stuff. He mentioned someone, which is Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee. Let me just say this uh, for you guys out here. Pat McAfee came out of the system. He was a former NFL punter. I think the story was after he retired, he applied for a job at ESPN. He was never given a job. Follow me carefully. Pat McAfee and maybe his business partners or whoever decided to start the Pat McAfee show. They started this show and their podcast, and they have arguably the most successful sports show, independent sports show in the United States. This is not even up for discussion. They have well over 1.5 billion uh, views and God knows how many downloads they have of their podcast. ESPN saw this and said, no, 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 no. We got to offer these guys a deal. But before they had that deal, they had, I believe, a $120 million deal with uh, FanDuel. Now, you pull up the guy that's earning $20 million per annum to analyze sports at ESPN. They're very few. The only people that can that, that can command that type of salary are usually former athletes, just like you're going to be seeing Tom Brady going to be earning thirty seven point five million dollars a year. He signed a three hundred and seventy five million dollar deal with Fox Sports over 10 years. But that's Tom Brady. Skip Bayless is not being paid 30 million a year. So they went out to recruit somebody that was essentially independent. And they now brought him on TV. Now, why would they do that? Because they understand that what he's doing brings value to their business. Otherwise, he wouldn't do that. Number two, he also said something else, if you paid attention, which was he spoke about everyone knows that now in this business, you have to have views, you have to have, uh, what is it? You have to have a podcast, you have to have a show. If you want to be, to use the term that he used, gainfully, uh, what is it? Gainfully employed. So all of these guys, that's the reason now you see them with podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, etc. Now, here's something you may not be aware of. As somebody that's been doing ESP, uh, ESPN, that's been doing this business for a few years now, there's some things that Stephen A. Smith doesn't understand. This is with all the money he has. This is with all of the intelligence that those guys have. This is all of the people that he has producing his show. There's a lot of things he doesn't understand. Number one, he was talking about the subscribers. The subscribers are irrelevant. They are irrelevant. It's just a cosmetic uh, 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 stat. It just looks good on the outside of the page. It's not the subscribers. Let me just say this: that make you money. It's the viewers, the people that watch, and the majority of the viewers that watch your content are not subscribed. I'll repeat that once more: the majority of your viewers that watch your content are not subscribed. I give you guys a quick example of this. We have one hundred and fifty thousand subs, roughly. Last month, we got 5.2 million views. This month, we already have 2.3 million views in 11 days. Now, how is that possible? Do we have 3 million subscribers? No. No. It's about your returning viewers. We get about 1.5 million returning viewers every single month. Stephen A. Smith is looking at his 237 subs, 34,000 subs, but he's not looking at his 22 million views. That's what they're not paying attention to. A lot of people don't understand it. So he's looking at the subscriber growth, but he's not looking at the views. Just because you have a lot of subs doesn't mean that you're getting a lot of views. 
And the reason you see such an inflated subscriber number and you already had a check before you even started this channel is because a lot of these people that come from TV, they get priority. So they have this inflated number of subs and it gives you a false sense of being big when in reality is not. Skip Bayless has about the same amount of subs as us. Skip Bayless can, in a month, what Skip Bayless can get in a month, we can get in a week. So don't pay attention to those. So even he doesn't understand it to a certain extent. He doesn't understand it to a certain, it's not, it's not like, it doesn't work like that, right? So he's getting a push because he's on TV, right? Now, if you take a lot of these people, I'm not talking about Stephen A. Smith because he's immensely, he immensely talented, but if you take a lot of these people, you say, okay, you're not going to work on TV. You're going to go to journalism school. You're going to learn sports. Then you're going to go start your own YouTube channel and then build your own audience. Majority of these people will fail. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.